Airports are a busy part of any city. When Uber first launched, your city's airport might not have had clear pickup zones for riders or waiting areas for driver partners. But today, we work with every major airport in Australia and New Zealand. Our app also has a whole new set of features tailored to improve the airport experience. But is waiting in the airport queue a good way to maximize your earnings? And how exactly does the virtual queue at the airport work? Today, we have Kim from the operations team to run us through how airports work. Before we start the podcast today, we'd just like to remind listeners that there's still four more weeks of the super season left. During November and December, we typically see more trips requested than any other time of the year, which can lead to higher earnings for you. Remember that ride sharing tends to quiet and down in January, so don't miss out on super season. Kim, how are you today? Tell us a bit about yourself. Good, thanks. Hi everyone, my name is Kim. I've been on the podcast recently to talk about all the work we're doing to improve the pickup experience in general. My role also involves focusing on our airport operations though, which is what I'm here to talk to you about today. As most driver partners will know, our technology works differently at airports than it does in other parts of the city. That's because the usual method of matching a rider with their closest driver partner does not work in the airport setting. So Kim, let's start from the basics then. I've just landed in Sydney Airport and I opened the Uber app to get a ride home. Can you quickly talk us through what the pickup experience is like for me as a rider? Sure. So, let's say you open the Uber app, enter your destination and request an Uber Comfort, for example. The first thing the app will do is recognize that you're at an airport and ask which terminal you're in, in Sydney's case, domestic or international. After you choose, it'll guide you to the designated rideshare pickup area by using directions in the app for you to walk there and connect with your assigned driver partner. Great. But obviously, a lot of things are happening in the background to make this possible. For example, chances are that the driver partner who came to pick me up was in the waiting area placed in a virtual queue. So can you talk to us about this queue and how it works? Of course. So because there are usually a handful of riders at the airport, often requesting at the same time, we need a virtual queue of driver partners who are available to accept those requests. When a partner enters the airport area, they're automatically placed in a virtual queue and given directions to go to a waiting area. Driver partners can see their queue position in their driver app. As driver partners who enter before them leave the queue, they progress towards the top of the queue and eventually receive a trip request. Generally, the queue means that the first driver partner who enters is the first driver partner to receive a trip request. One thing I should mention, though, is that most airports have specific requirements for rideshare that driver partners should be aware of. For example, some airports require that driver partners agree to a set of terms and conditions or complete some form of registration before they can actually start accepting airport trips. Can you also explain what happens if a driver partner gets to the top of the queue after waiting for some time, gets a trip request but then their rider cancels? That's a great question as well. In order to make the experience for driver partners as fair as possible, we've got a few features in place. However, these aren't available at all airports. You can check if they're available in your city by going to your local airport's page on uber.com. First off, we have a feature known as cancellation protection. So in the scenario you mentioned, if a rider requests and cancels the trip before being picked up, a driver partner will be prioritized for the next available request so that they don't have to line up and wait again in the virtual queue. 
Secondly, because we know that getting a short trip after waiting in the virtual queue can be frustrating, we have another feature known as short trip protection, which is now known as priority queue access. In the same way, if a driver partner accepts a request that is considered to be a short trip, they'll be able to return to the airport in the next 6 to 12 hours and get prioritized for the next available request. At times, this can result in driver partners jumping ahead of you in the queue. However, next time you get a short trip, you'll be the one with priority queue access. Got it. Thanks, Kim. Before we proceed further, I'd like to ask you a question. A lot of driver partners view driving at airports as a way to maximize their earnings. Can you tell us a little bit about your thoughts here? Sure. I actually wanted to share some information that might help driver partners make more informed decisions with how they view and spend time at airports. Let's take the example of Melbourne Airport. Currently, about one out of two driver partners head to the airport queue without having a rider in their car and wait for an average of an hour and a half before getting a ride. However, last year we actually studied the patterns of higher-earning driver partners and spoke to some of them in focus groups. These driver partners suggested that if you've made a drop-off at the airport and the queue to pick up is long, you're better off heading back towards the city for a better chance of quicker trip requests. Another suggestion higher-earning partners had was that you can look at airport flight times online to see when the most planes are landing for the best chance of a fast-moving airport queue. Okay, thanks for the information there. That's quite a long wait, an average of an hour and a half. Um, Having to wait in the airport queue for that long also made me think, what happens if I'm in the waiting area, progressing through the airport queue, but I'd like to use the toilet? Um, Do I lose my spot in the queue? No. If you head to the toilet, you'll actually hold your spot in the queue. You won't receive a trip request until you're back in the waiting area, so you also don't need to worry about missing a rider's request. Got it. Okay, that's great. I think that's enough of the queue for now. Thanks so much for talking us through it. Driver partners in most major cities now might also be uh, familiar with a feature called rematch. So this allows driver partners to skip the queue entirely, right? Can you clarify to us how this works? Of course. So over the past year, we've introduced a feature known as rematch at most of our airports in Australia and New Zealand. With rematch, when a driver partner drops off a rider at the airport, they might receive a new request quickly instead of having to go to the waiting area and join the virtual queue. Uber Pro, Platinum, and Diamond partners will also get priority rematch, which means they'll have a higher chance of receiving a rematch request if they drop off at the airport. That said, if driver partners don't receive a request within a few moments, that means there are no rematch trips available and driver partners should join the virtual queue to receive another request. Please remember, though, that you must abide by all of the airport rules and not wait around for rematch trips. Interesting. That sounds great for platinum and diamond driver partners especially, but it does make me think back to what you said about what the higher earning driver partners tend to do. I mean, I can see why they only head to the airport if they make a drop-off and head back towards the city if the queue to pick up is too long. So the last question for you, Kim, can driver partners lose their access to the airport too? I'm glad you asked. Yes, so when a driver partner accesses the airport, they do need to comply with all of the road rules and the terms and conditions of that airport. Driver partners who are found to go against the rules of the airport For example, by failing to use the designated areas, driving dangerously, or damaging airport property can lose their access to airport trips. Additionally, we do have processes in place to detect fraudulent behavior at airports. 
This is designed to ensure that the airport experience is fair for all driver partners and riders. Fraudulent activity can include GPS manipulation, repeatedly calling your riders to find out their destination and then cancelling, and appearing to be online and in the virtual queue for excessive amounts of time. Thanks, Kim. Sounds like there's a lot of work happening behind the scenes to make the airport experience what it is today. Um, Any final words at all on what driver partners can expect from airports in the future? Yeah, I think I'll say one thing. Airports are definitely one of our areas of focus in the operations team. And at Uber, we want to continuously improve the experience for driver partners and riders. If we've mentioned a feature above that your city doesn't have yet, we're working hard to make it available for you. We're also sharing your feedback to airports to ask for things like improved signage and wayfinding, better locations for waiting areas or pickup zones, toilet facilities, and of course, partnerships with airports and cities where we aren't live yet. My team and I would love to hear your feedback on whether you found this episode helpful and also what airport-related information you might like in future. Please write into the podcast form at t.uber.com forward slash ANZ podcast and we'll make sure to read it. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kim. Thank you for listening.